Hi and welcome to the Psyche Podcast where we discuss all things mindset, mental well-being and living your best life. I'm your host Hannah and I'm a mindset and mental well-being coach and founder of Psyche Coaching. Welcome and we hope you enjoy the show. Hi everyone and welcome to this week's episode of the Psyche Podcast. I wanted to start this week's episode with just a quick update and to offer you some reassurance that the Psyche Podcast is not going anywhere. We have got a lot of interviews already recorded that are scheduled to come out on our weekly Wednesday basis. So we might look at releasing more frequent episodes, but the plan at the moment is to continue as usual, as much as we can. So we'll still be here and we've got some amazing episodes lined up. I just wanted to share two places that you can go to get extra information and advice if you are feeling that your mental well-being is suffering because of the coronavirus and the social distancing and self-isolation measures that are being put in place to try and uh, stave off the, the outbreak. So these are, I believe, UK-specific sites, but the information will still be relevant even to our international listeners. So the first is MIND. MIND have got a lot of useful information about planning to self-isolate and then ways to maintain your mental well-being. Notable ones to mention are routine, particularly if you're homeworking, that routine, that structure, as we've talked about in previous episodes, is really important. Exercise, if you can get exercise, if you can still get fresh air, that's really beneficial. And then connection is a big one and one that is potentially going to um, to be challenging as we're self-isolating more. One thing that we're doing to try and support you through this time is on our Psyche Coaching Facebook page. We've got two events running on Friday that are virtual coffee breaks that we'd love you to join us for. And it's just a chance to connect with other people, have a coffee, have a chat. We've not run any before, so um, it's new ground for us. But it's something that we just really want to offer to our audience and more widely um, to people who are maybe starting to feel lonely, starting to feel that sense of isolation Uh, So that's something that we're going to be offering this week and hopefully on an ongoing basis for the foreseeable future. So we'd love you to join us for that. So Mind, lots of useful information and also the Mental Health Foundation, which again has links for where you can get more information if you are looking for unbiased factual information. Because that's just the final point that I want to make is there is a lot of news, there is a lot of information around not all of it is unbiased and factual. There is a lot of, I don't know what the right term is, I guess, kind of fear-inducing uh, reporting, and it can be overwhelming. So if you are finding that you're getting stressed, you're getting anxious, just be wary of the information that you're consuming and the amount that you're consuming, because that can feed into that sense of overwhelm and that anxiety. So top tips from us look after your own well-being whatever it is that works for you and seeing how you can adapt those for being home-based so connecting with people virtually exercising at home if you're able to trying to get fresh air having some structure and routine and then things like the gratitude and the journaling and creativity and those kind of things that we have talked about before and obviously physical well-being as well make sure you're looking after yourself trying to get enough sleep I know I've said before I'm very bad at that one so it's something I'm going to be working on staying hydrated and and eating well so that your immune system has the best best chance um they can have if you do get sick and obviously we're big on mental well-being so looking out for yourself in that way as well that's a little coronavirus style update And we'll put links to the Mind and Mental Health Foundation sites so that you can find those easily. This week, we're joined by Ashton Ferris, who, well, we're going to talk about movement, fitness, body image, all kinds of really great stuff. 
Um, So I'm really excited to introduce this episode and I really enjoyed chatting to Ashton. Uh, As you know, exercise is something that's really important to me, something that I've personally really felt the benefit of. Uh, So we recorded this uh, a couple of weeks ago. So before we were getting really into current events with with the coronavirus. So I think it's all still relevant, still really good stuff. Um, And definitely check out Ashton's site because she is offering fitness that you can do from home. So hope you enjoy the episode. As I said, we'll be here each week with a new episode on Wednesday. And we really hope that some of you will join us on Friday at one of our two virtual coffee mornings. Have a great week. Look after yourself. And we'll see you next week. Hi, everyone, and I'm super excited to welcome today's guest, Ashton. Welcome. And if you could introduce yourself to the listeners and let us know a little bit about you, that would be fab. Yeah. Hey, everyone. So my name is Ashton Ferris. Um, I actually live in Columbus, Ohio. So this is so cool because, you know, like spreading the word to all over the world is like what I'm all about. So I own Ashton Ferris Fitness, which is an online health and fitness coaching company, which I've had for about over three years now. And so ultimately, at the end of the day, um, I have supported and want to continue to support women and just simply feeling so freaking good in their skin and feeling so confident. And I believe, I wholeheartedly believe that that starts with movement and moving your body and just in whatever capacity that looks like for you, right? Um, and so, yeah, I, I love supporting women and, you know, connecting with women around the world and, yeah, just doing some fun things. <laughs> awesome. And, we, yeah, we do have a, a little bit of a geographical spread of listeners. So, obviously, I'm UK-based, um, but we have some Canadian listeners. Virginia seems to be the hotspot for <laughs> listeners. I don't know why. It's the most popular place um, in a bit of Europe. So, yeah, we're getting the message out, out to everyone. And regular listeners will know um, we talk about exercise quite a lot and, and movement and we're all about mental well-being and the benefits of it. So do you find that with the people that you work with, they have a big kind of mental benefit from getting active and moving more? Yeah, absolutely. So I always tell people that the number one thing that you need to do when you want to change your life in any capacity um, is to start to move your body. And some people think, oh, fitness, right? They instantly think the gym. And I'm like, no, no, no. That could be walking your dogs around the block. That could be literally riding the stationary bike in your basement or whatever that looks like for you. But once you start to move your body, your mental energy, I would say, and your mental space just makes a complete shift and you start to feel more confident. And whenever you can start to feel good in your skin, you start to raise your hand in rooms that you wouldn't raise your hand in. You start to wear things that you would have never thought to wear before. You start to be able to get more intimate with your partner because you feel more comfortable. And there's all these things that movement allows you to mentally be stronger for um, that I've seen time and time again and that I've personally lived myself. So yeah, I think that movement is huge when it comes to your mental space and mindset and all that. Mm. And I think with the the kind of confidence thing and my background is kind of in education and I find that sometimes with with young people they might have struggled academically and kind of felt like they couldn't do anything and then if they do something active and they have that sense of achievement in a completely different field and there's such a boost there's like wow I I can do this thing that I, I didn't think I could do and I suppose if you're at a point where you're not active you're not moving and then you start to do it, you start to feel better, you start to get the endorphins and all of that, but you also are showing yourself, I can do it. It's that same kind of boost of, I can do more than I thought I could, and yeah. Absolutely, I totally agree. My clients, every time my clients start to me, they're like, I don't think I can do this workout, or I don't think I can do this, and I'm like, girl, just try it, like I promise you, just try it. And then I always get a text message after it, like, oh my God, I did it, I can't believe it, I didn't know I was this strong. And you always are so much stronger than you believe right like you don't think that you can do something and then when you do it you're like oh my god I did it and it is the most exciting the most exhilarating and I always say like endorphins are a hell of a drug right they will make you feel like you are on top of the world and so 
you are always just so much stronger and so much more capable than what you believe and your body will go where your mind takes it, right? Like, for example, if you want to run a mile and you tell yourself, I can't do it, it's so long, oh my goodness, I can't do it, you're, you're not going to do it. But if you're like, I can definitely run a mile, I can do this, you're going to do it, you know? So your, your mental space and your mindset just takes you so much further than you could ever imagine. Mm, I like the running example because that's something I've been trying slowly to work on because I'm the can't run person. <laughs> I'm not a fan. Uh, and actually, on uh, Friday last week, I went for a three-mile run. And I walked some of it, but not as much as I thought I would. I was able to run a lot more. And it I, I normally go to CrossFit five mornings a week. Uh, that's my thing that I really enjoy. But the CrossFit gym was shut. So people were meeting for a run. And I'd arranged to have breakfast with someone. And they said, hey, I'm going running. Do you want to come? And I was like, oh, I can't really say no when we're having breakfast after. <laughs> so I sort of was not forced into the situation. But there I was. And usually I'd be like, oh, I can't run. I can't run three miles and I would walk a lot more. And because there was that group and that encouragement, I ran way more than, than I thought I did. And then I was like, oh, maybe, maybe I can do, <laughs> can do running. I love it. I love it. I, um, I'm not a runner. I like, I can run, but I, I just choose not to. <laughs> I'm like, there's so many other things I could do. Um, but last year I ran a marathon and I truly thought that my body was just going to fall, like heal out and just be done. Right. And I'm like, I will never run a marathon again in my life. And I signed up for a marathon next month. And I'm like, what am I doing? I told myself I would never do this again. But again, it's all so mental, right? Like I can physically do it I just mentally have to take myself there and I always tell people and my clients and anyone that I work with whether it's fitness whether it's in your job or whatever it is like take yourself to the end result right like get yourself out of the mud get yourself out of like the right now and all that stuff you know what I mean it's so hard to see the end when you're in the middle or it feels like you're stuck but if you just look at forward and look at the future and see where these moments will take you in the long run it's so much easier to get it done because the short-term goal is so temporary you know what I mean um and that's really hard for a lot of people to do but if you just slow down for a second and you're like okay this is gonna get me to here in however long not tomorrow and not in an hour but in the next six months this is where I'll be if I keep going um and that's typically what helps people keep going you know mm, yeah I think that, that shift of focus and and I find also sometimes if you're thinking too much about what you're trying to do in the now then you just talk yourself out of it and and see it quite a lot when we're doing CrossFit and and the coach has he <laughs> if we're lifting too light and he knows we can do more get told off because <laughs> he's like you know you're not challenging yourself and and sometimes people will, will go up to the bar and they're like I can't do it and you can just see that they're overthinking it and then they can't do it because they're just stuck. If you just walk up to go, I'll just see what happens. Just, I'll just try and not think about it. Then, then you can do, you can do it. You can do more. And yeah, you're just kind of thinking yourself out of it. Exactly. It's so true. I see so many people psych themselves out, um, especially in the gym, because I'm in the gym setting a lot, but in any, any aspect, right? Just psyching themselves out of so many things. I'm like, mentally take yourself there. You know, if you mentally take yourself there, your body will follow. Your body's not going to follow what your mind doesn't do. It's not like your body's not going to lead. Your mind leads. Mm, yeah. And I mean, that's why we talk about mindset so much because it does shape so much of your life, doesn't it? And what you, you think is possible and, and what you can do because of that interaction with your body. So like you said, you, you know, your body just kind of follows where your mind is. So true. It's crazy. It's just whenever you, I always tell all of my clients, whenever you wake up that's one thing that's huge for your mindset too like a morning routine or just something like that just to kind of get you on the right track and get you focused for your day um, because there's so many distractions and so many things that come at us through the day right like you might have a set plan for the day but nine times out of ten it's not going to end up that way right just because life happens things come at you you know people need you here there maybe kids things like that um so I always tell you know I even do this for myself like if you kind of set clear intentions on what you want to accomplish that day. And I don't mean like a list of 10 things, set yourself two or three things that you want to accomplish that day and get yourself in the mindset that no matter what, these things are getting done. And then that also helps you 
build more confidence within yourself that you can do the things that you set out to do, right? You're not like, oh, I made this list and I never complete my list. Why would I make a list and never complete it? And then you just kind of let your day run you. You know what I mean? Um, so it's super important to get really intentional. And like I said, not a list of 10 things, but maybe two or three. And they could be get the laundry done, mm. go on a run. Like, you know what I mean? They could be just the easiest things. And once you keep commitments to yourself, again, that's what builds confidence and continuing to do things day in and day out. Mm. And I suppose if you've got a list of 10 things, it just makes it so much harder to achieve it. You're kind of setting yourself up to fail, aren't you? Yeah, absolutely. And so sometimes I'll wake up in the morning, you know, I'll kind of like do my upper and do all my stuff and they'll make a list of the things I need to do for the day and there will be a list of 10 things but I'm like let's be real Ashton these are not getting done <laughs> so then I break them up and I'm like okay these three today these three tomorrow you know and you don't and you give yourself grace for that you know you don't feel bad about it we are all so superhuman but in a way that like we don't have to do a hundred things every single day but that helps your mental space too because you beat yourself up when you don't finish these things that you you want to do right you're like oh god I always do that I'm so lazy I should have done more I should have done this when it's like yo it's fine we're all human <laughs> you know what I mean we mm -hmm. can complete two or three things and everyone will live and the other things that need to get done they'll be there the next day they're not going anywhere and it's totally fine yeah yeah and I think it's I sometimes give myself uh, like an easy win to do so if I've got a lot to do I'm like I'm going to do an easy win first because then I'll be like oh I've achieved something and it might be super easy but it's just like I have achieved something today yeah I agree I do the same exact thing I always like to do my easy things first because I'm like all right we've done those now we can do the hard thing let's go yeah yeah I sometimes I am um, so hiding in my office at the moment um but I have like my big head bigger than these headphones <laughs> and I'll just put music on like really motivational music if I need to really knuckle down on something difficult and something about that as well gets me yeah in the zone girl me in the mood I'm like if I need to get hype if I need to get going if I need some energy to go work out or something I'm like all right what jams can I put on really quick that are gonna get me going I'm the same way music is so energetically transformational right mm. and I I this is what I tell people too is some people they'll send me at the gym and they're like what do you listen to in the gym, you know? And it's true that the music that I listen to when I'm working out is sometimes going to make or break my workout. I can't be listening to some like slow love songs, you know, while I work out and get some headbangers. And the same thing with, you know, getting tasks done and things like that. Or if anyone's in this space of blogging or writing or anything, you know, music really gets you into the zone. So I agree with that. Yeah, I also sometimes I'll set an alarm on my phone and it might be I'll do half hour or do an hour. And then when it goes, I can stop. Although quite often I'm then in the flow and I'm like, oh, I'll just finish this little bit that I'm doing. But somehow psychologically, because it's like, oh, I only have to do that half hour, it's easier. And I find particularly if I have to tidy or do housework, <laughs> then it's like, I'll just do half hour. And then sometimes I'm, yeah, like midway through something and I think oh, I'll just get this done. That's so cool. I love it. Setting, setting time frames for things. So there's like, I also coach a group of girls on building um, online businesses, um, just kind of like as a side thing. But I always tell them whenever you are building a business or doing anything of that sort, it's so easy to feel like you have to do all the things all the time, every single day. And you end up at the end of the day being like, what did I even do today? <laughs> you know what I mean? And you're like, what did I accomplish? So if you set out time, let's say it's, you know, lead gen or marketing or whatever it is set out maybe from nine to 10, this is what you do, right? And then cut it off when 10 o'clock hits. Again, unless you're in flow and you're actually getting stuff done. Um, and so setting timeframes for things help you focus a little bit more because you can kind of see like, you're right, like, okay, I can do this for 30 minutes. I can't do this for six hours, but I can do this for 30 minutes. <laughs> mm, yeah, so I think it's lots of these little tricks, isn't it? It's um, And it's figuring out the ones that that work for you because the time limit might really stress someone else out and they, and that just might not help them at all so yeah it's the same with moving your body too right like instead of saying oh my gosh I have to go run six miles it's like no go do one right and when you get to one I think like you do two get to two you know I always say like you always need day one to get to day two you always need day two to get to day three don't be like oh my gosh I have to do this for 90 days or whatever the case may be it's just one step at a time one day at a time, one movement at a time. 
um, and it'll get you there. <laughs> yeah, I would. Um, I'd really love to talk about confidence more, um, because I think for myself and lots of women I know, confidence and particularly, I guess, around body image is such a big thing so is that something that you work with a lot of women on and can you just share some thoughts on how we can all have a little bit more absolutely so the program that i actually have is called the feel good naked academy and um it's simply to help women feel good naked right like how many times have you stood in the mirror and had to immediately cover up or you can't get out of the shower without putting a towel on or you don't really feel super comfortable around your partner all the time. Um, and so those are things that hold you back in your life. You know what I mean? And so there was a time where I literally could not get out of the shower. I couldn't get intimate with my boyfriend. I would say no to, you know, going out to dinner with friends. I would never be in photos. None of my clothes fit. I was always in an oversized hoodie. And I'm like, this is not a way to live my life, right? Like the potential that I'm here for and that everyone else in the world is here for should not be held back because we don't feel comfortable in our skin, right? And so it's a lot easier said than done to just, oh, get up and move and make a change, right? Like it's so easy, but the state of comfort and being in a familiar state and knowing how you feel is a lot easier than making the steps change, right? And so I truly believe building confidence not only starts with, first of all, movement, but second of all, keeping commitments to yourself. And so if you sit, if you don't work out at all and you try to say, okay, I'm going to work out every single day next week, that's just not realistic, right? And you're going to lose your confidence in yourself. You're going to be like, this is why I don't do this because I can never stick to it. So if someone doesn't work out at all, I say, all right, start with two, two workouts a week two that's it right master that for four weeks and then go from there and you'll start to build confidence not only with these tasks and these goals that you set out for yourself but you'll start to see how good you feel when you move your body um and i think a lot of women lack confidence because we get into this this idea and this role of comparing the way that we look or feel or what we have to other people right especially in this day and age with like instagram and facebook and you're like how does she look like that and eat pizza all the time? I don't understand. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I think it's also really, really important to remember that everything that you see, you're just getting a quick glimpse of it, right? Like you don't see what's behind all those doors. Um, and if something looks quote unquote perfect, right? Nine times out of 10, it's probably not. And if we can remember that all of us struggle with a lot of the same things and we start talking about the things that are really uncomfortable and we can start to see like, okay, not as different as I thought, or these people aren't looking at me as much as I thought they were, you know, um, or you, you know, you wear something that you don't feel super comfortable in and you think everyone's staring at you. And it's like, no, they actually are thinking the same thing in their head about themselves. So I think it's just really important to know whenever it comes to building confidence is that we have to do things that make us uncomfortable to get comfortable. Um, again, whether it's moving your body, whether it's waking up earlier, you know, whatever it is. Mm. Um, and I think that it's, again, important to know that all women struggle with the same thing. Like you are no different than anyone else. You know what I mean? I struggle with my insecurities still sometimes. And sometimes I like snap myself at it and be like, it's okay. Like you're fine. You're fine. Your worthiness and your power and everything that lies within you is not measured by an outer right like we are still so lovable we are still so worthy and we are still so capable no matter what size jeans we wear <laughs> you know yeah absolutely and I think um I don't know if you've had this experience I know a lot of people that have and my friends that you look back on a picture from like four years ago and at the time you had no body confidence and you were like oh I, I look awful and when you look at the picture you're like I looked amazing I wish I looked like that now that you're so kind of out of touch with I don't know how how you actually look and it's and it's about how you feel and and so I think that's yeah it's it's again such a mindset because the way you feel that you look and the way you actually look could be completely different and regardless of how you actually look it is about how you feel absolutely yeah so I have people all the time come to me and they're like oh I want to look like this or I want to look like that and it's a photo of them of five six years ago right and I'm like all right so five six years ago where were you in your life because if you were in high school <laughs> or if you were a freshman in college, things have changed, sister friend. You know what I mean? As women, our bodies 
go through so much that typically at the age of 28 or 35, you're never going to be the same size pants that you were in high school or in college, you know what I mean? Um, and so body com understanding body composition too is really important saying like, oh, I just want to look like I did in this photo and the photo being, you know, five years ago. It's like, what were you doing at that point in your life? What were you eating? Who were you surrounding yourself with? How was your mindset? And all of these things play a factor into the way that your body responds, right? And so I was in a really bad long-term relationship and that was when I was at my heaviest. And when I left that relationship, yes, I started to move my body and eat a little bit better, but the weight just fell off because I was so stressed out. I was so unhappy and I was hiding all of my emotions and all this food that I was eating. And then when I was able to literally free myself from that, not only did my entire body change, but my entire life changed. And so whenever you, again, are looking at a photo from however long ago, are you in a situation right now that's maybe stressing you out, that's causing you to hide emotions in food or alcohol or, you know, anything else that just doesn't serve your body? And if it, that is the case, maybe it's time to reflect on letting go of some of those things and just simply removing any stressors in your life. And that will help your body transform too. Mm, I can definitely relate to the um, emotional eating because I am, um, I do that. So yeah, I found that leaving particularly a stressful working situation then meant that yeah, I can make better choices because there wasn't such that emotional aspect to, um, to food. Right. I wonder whether um, you said about having that understanding of your body composition. Do you have lots of people who will come to you with a picture of like a celebrity and they'll say I want to look like this person and they could be so I'm I'm like five six so I might have a picture of like you know a supermodel and I am never gonna look like that because I'm not that tall my legs are not that long <laughs> like it's just not possible do you find that that happens a lot yes all the time and so what whenever it comes to celebrities and the way that those you know those people look it's like you also don't understand they have a chef they have a trainer that probably lives with them right they have more than like likely a good amount of plastic surgery, which by all means, if that's what you want to do, that's, you know, your decision. But we have to be realistic about your body type. Like, I can't have a girl five foot come to me with a photo of like Kendall Jenner, right? And be like, I want to look like her. And I'm just gonna be like, she's gorgeous. And you're gorgeous. But you're never going to look like her. And I think one of the most powerful things about each one of us is that we will never be someone else. You being you, that is the number one superpower and that is the number one thing you have above all else. So when it comes to want to look like someone else, we also need to figure out where that stems from. Like if you were five foot tall and you wanted to look like Kendall Jenner, right? And let's say, let's just say in the perfect world, we got you there, which would never happen. But let's just say, are you going to be happy? Like, what is that actually going to do for you? You know what I mean? Typically what I find is women don't want to just lose weight, right? They don't want to just lose 20, 30, 40, 50 pounds. They want to feel loved. They want to feel worthy. They want to feel confident. That's the things that they want. And it's guarded in masks in a number on the scale or in a pant size. And I tell people all the time, I'm like, okay, so what's your weight loss goal? You know, and they say, oh, 50 pounds or whatever. And I'm like, okay, as we get going, I promise you that's going to change. It's not going to be 50 pounds. It's going to be like, I don't care what the number on the scale says. I just feel so good, you know? And so I like to work with my clients to get to the root cause of why do you want to look like this person? What do you think that's going to do for you? Do you think that your boyfriend's going to love you more? Do you mm -hmm. think that you're going to have more friends? Do you think you're going to have more money? Like none of that is going to happen in any size that you are. What's going to happen is your life will transform as you start to take action and start to move your body, work on your mindset, and then the right things will be attracted to you and you'll start to feel good again, no matter what you look like. Because mm. suppose it's that we, we fixate on the external, but really, like you say, it's the internal. We want to feel good. We want to feel loved or we want to feel comfortable in our own skin and and that we, we link it to the external, but really it's that inner work. 
that goes along with it that's really important because if you could just magic wand and suddenly you look like Kendall Jenner if that's your aim like you said if you've not changed anything internally right you're not you're still not going to be happy because if you are feeling insecure if you've got some kind of internal thought process that you're not good enough then no matter what the external looks like if you haven't addressed that then you're not going to feel good enough even if you are the most beautiful person in the world objectively speaking exactly no it's so true and the inner work is the hardest work to do right it's so easy to get workouts from anywhere it's so easy to get nutrition from anywhere right you can get it on every single corner these days but the inner work that is the really tough stuff and some things that you have to go through it's lonely sometimes it's dark sometimes it hurts you're uncovering things that have been bandaged up time and time again that you don't want to reface but those things will never heal and you'll never be able to feel 100% within who you are until we figure out and adjust what those things are, right? We have to figure out those patterns and those cycles. And I, I tell people all the time, like, I'm not just a fitness coach. I can give workouts all day long, but that's not going to get you to where you want to be. It's not because I'm not just here to physically get you where you want to be. I'm here to make sure that you can mentally and emotionally feel so powerful within who you are and feel so confident that you're ready to take on the world. And that doesn't come with an outer appearance. I know so many women who are a size double zero and who probably look like on the outside, the most you know gorgeous woman you've ever seen, but on the inside that they're, they're dying, you know what I mean? And they're so unhappy within their lives and their relationships. Mm-hmm. And I don't know about anyone else, but if it were me, I'd rather have a little bit of extra weight on me and be happy than be miserable, you know? Mm. And I think when you've got that inner confidence or that inner glow, that it's beautiful, isn't it? You can see when someone feels like that, regardless of what size they are, you can just just see it in them can't you you can it radiates off people and then when you start to and then you start to attract things um that are meant for you right like if we are constantly trying to be someone or something that we are not we're going to be constantly attracting people and relationships and things like that that work for this mask this mask or this costume that we put on but if we remove these layers and we start to actually step into who we were born to be then we'll start to attract our real people and our real tribe and that's when you really start to live because you can be free and you can actually be you around these people Mm. do you find that sometimes when you when you work with people and they go through this transformation physically but most importantly mentally that then they make big changes to their relationship to to their work yeah absolutely there's so many one of the biggest changes that I see is either one girls will leave their relationship or they'll get into one right totally two different ends of the spectrum and then what I also find is that they find meaning in life in their career and they want to switch jobs or something like that. Um, and so the first step, I always say the first step is always the hardest. It's always the hardest to say yes and to get started. That's the hardest thing you'll ever do, that first step. But once you make that first step, then everything else will start to change and transform and you open this door energetically that allows these things that are meant for you to happen, right? And so when women start to gain confidence by moving their body and have energy by putting the right foods into their body, typically what I see is if they are already in a relationship, their significant other starts to wonder, like, hold on, like, you're not the person that that I thought you were, you're this totally different person. And mm. sometimes partners get intimidated by that, right? And it comes from, it comes from fear of fear of, oh my gosh, she's starting to feel good about her. Is she's going to leave me? I mean, is she maybe going to go find another person? You know what I mean? And this just stems from fear. And so girls will come to me and say, my relationship is really suffering right now, but I feel really good. And I'm like, okay, this is normal. There's nothing to run from. There's just nothing that you have to stop doing, right? What we have to do is just address it and say, hey, I understand that like the person that I am becoming is different than the person that you created a relationship with three years ago or whenever it was. But what I'm asking you to do is support it. You can come with me on this journey, right? But what I really can't have you do is pull me back, right? And just because I no longer fit into this box of what makes you feel comfortable doesn't mean I have to stop my growth. Um, and that's a really tough conversation to have with, with anyone. But where we grow is in the tough conversations. Um, so, yeah, whenever it comes to working with women and they start to build confidence and do things that they've never done before, their entire life changes. It's a 
total shift in her life. Mm. And we had an episode a few episodes back where we talked about changing habits and how not just your romantic partner, but possibly your friends and family and people around you, as soon as you start making changes, there's almost like a bit of sabotage or there, yeah, that something they're they're kind of against it or, oh, I think you're done now (laughs) if it's weight loss, for example. And that's that fear thing as well, isn't it? That you're making changes and feeling threatened or feeling like, oh, I should be making changes or I don't feel good and now you're feeling better and now I feel even worse about myself yeah absolutely when people start to feel uncomfortable around you they'll try to make you feel less than so that they can feel comfortable again right so whenever I first started my my fitness journey in my business one of my best friends at the time she called me and she's like I just think you're really obsessed with this and I don't understand and I was like, I got off the phone with her and I'm like, wait, am I? Am I doing something wrong? What is happening? You know what I mean? And I really had a moment where I was like questioning and second guessing what I was doing. But if I would have let that conversation or the opinion of that person hold me back, I wouldn't be where I'm at today, you know? And I think it's so, one of the hardest things that you'll ever do is not worry about what other people say or think, right? It's just, we're humans. Whenever someone says something about you, you're like, oh my God, is it true? You know? But that's whenever you have to just stay focused, stay the course, and you know that you're on the right track when people around you are like, hold up, what is she doing? She's changing. She's shifting, right? And what I tell people is whenever they're like, oh, my God, you've changed so much. I'm like, cool. I'm so happy you noticed that. Like, if I was the same person I was, I'm not doing anything right. You know what I mean? So as humans, and especially as women, we're here to evolve and grow and become so much more than we already are. And we get this life one time. Let's just freaking live it, you know? And so at the end of the day, you are the only ones who can make the change in your life. And the people with the opinions, they're not paying your bills. (laughs) They're not doing anything like that. So, So it's hard not to worry about what other people say or think. But I like to think about it as, am I going to let the opinion of, of this person hold me back from who I'm meant to be? And typically the answer is no. <laughs> mm, I think that's a really, a really good thing to remember. So that just going to try and repeat what you said. <laughs> am I going to let this person's opinion stop me from becoming who I'm meant to be? And I think that's a really important thing to, to remember. And as you were talking then about your friend, it just made me think of one of my friends who I know listens a lot to the podcast, um, but she is fab. And um, when I started my sort of fitness journey and my CrossFit, she said to me afterwards, she said that she was really inspired by the changes that I was making and that I'd sort of set my mind to it and then I was doing it and and that it was amazing. And and that felt a bit awkward. It's like that British thing of like, oh, compliment. <laughs> and I'm not good at taking compliments. But it was still, it was really nice. And it just kind of made me think that actually when you have someone who recognizes the change, and even if they feel threatened, they can kind of big you up. That's really powerful. So maybe, you know, if you're listening to this and you've got a friend who's making changes and you can see it, tell them like how amazing they're doing or that you're really inspired. Support, absolutely support all the way. Because if it was you, you would want the same thing, you know? So always, I, I live and breathe and stand by always treat others the way that you would want to be treated. You know what I mean? And there's always so much more to it. Like if you see that a friend is working out consistently more than ever or they're eating different, figure out why like as a friend be like girl like how are you feeling are you good what's going on you know what I mean and she's maybe she's like you know I just don't feel good about myself and then that's where you can step in as a friend and be like cool I'll do it with you or how can I support you you know and just asking more questions is going to help you understand more too yeah and I think then if you're making changes then you can almost kind of involve them and like you said bring them along with you and I this friend that I mentioned uh, she's coming to visit me this weekend and so we're already <laughs> planning we're going to go to the gym on the Saturday uh, so she's coming with me and then we're going wild swimming on Sunday which is something that I like to do so our weekend whereas before we maybe we probably still will go out for some nice food but whereas before it would be much more chilled we're doing some active stuff and that's from me making these changes and and her desire to also make some changes and so like we're still spending time together but what that looks like is changing we're moving we're yeah more active so she's kind of on her own journey but kind of coming along a little bit on mine as well. I love it. When women come together, it's a total shift. I actually made a post about this on Instagram today. It's like when women come together and support one another in whatever capacity that looks like, 
the world will change because we are all here essentially trying to do the same thing. We all have the same thing. We all have the same insecurities, but when we can come together and support one another, whew, the world will change. Yeah. Um, one of the things I really love about doing this podcast and about um, a lot of the other podcasts I listen to as well is having these kind of conversations, because like we've said, what you're thinking and feeling, so many other women are feeling as well. But if we don't talk about it, then you think it's just you and you're, you know, you're kind of trapped in this, this cycle by yourself. So actually having these conversations and sharing them is kind of going, well, actually, it's not just you. Right. It's the most freeing thing ever. It's almost, it's almost like whenever you um, can find new friends and you were you find something that you um both have in common right like oh my gosh like I order salmon every night when I go out to eat too or whatever you know what I mean and you bond over these little things and that's why I called my program the feel good naked academy because women don't talk about I don't feel good naked and they're like hold on like wait I, I need to know more about this right like people women we all deal with the same stuff so if we can just talk about the things that no one wants to talk about we'll come together more. <laughs> mm. And then I wonder whether you've um, had women communicate this in, in your experience that that kind of feeling uncomfortable naked in front of their partner that they don't feel comfortable in themselves. And even if their partner is really into them and really complimentary, there's almost like a disconnect of like, well, you must be mad because <laughs> I don't feel like I look like that. So how can you think it? Whereas maybe they're trying to be encouraging and supportive. It almost has the opposite effect because you're like, ah. Yeah, absolutely. And I dealt with the same thing whenever I was in my um, previous relationship. I'm like, you say that I look good, but I don't feel that I look good. And so I feel like you're lying to me and I don't believe you. <laughs> you know what I mean? If you want to get intimate with the lights off all the time or keep a t-shirt on or something like that. And I think that you have to explain that to your partner and say, hey, honey, like I love you and this is nothing to do with you. This is something that I am trying to work through that I really don't want it to put a damper on our relationship or our intimacy or anything like that. But again, I think having these tough, open conversations are a total game changer. And if your partner doesn't understand that you don't feel comfortable, they're going to take it as like, well, what's going on? What's happening? They're going to be so confused, you know? And so again, having those tough conversations is going to take you leaps and bounds. And then they can support you and they say, you know, Hey, let's go to the gym or let's do this or let's go on a run or, you know, whatever. And they can do these things with you, which will only make your connection a lot stronger. Right. And as women, we, we get so worried about what we look like in front of our, our spouses. But I actually went to a workshop a few uh, weeks ago about how men think <laughs> and men think so differently than we think, you know? So we think our partner is maybe looking at our midsection and we're like, oh my God, you want to die. But really he's not, he's probably thinking about the football game that's on in an hour, you know? Um, and so if we maybe just kind of take the focus off of ourselves for a second and again, just have that conversation like, hey honey, like I really want to do this with you, but I feel so insecure right now. And maybe you can tell me a few things that you love about me that will help my security or maybe you can help, you know, my validation a little bit or support me in going to the gym or you know the way that we what we eat for dinner I find that a lot of women struggle with dinners because they're like oh my boyfriend wants pizza but we really want to make a salad but he wants pizza and it's like this disconnect and I'm like cool order pizza and then order salad from the pizza place <laughs> you know what I mean like these little, these little things that you can change and so just having those open conversations is going to be huge mm. What I think is really interesting, and I wonder if you've kind of seen the same thing, is that when we're thinking about being intimate with a partner, obviously the insecurity is about how we feel and what they think of how we look. But if we're getting ready to go out, I feel like it's more dressing like for yourself or for the women that you might see to impress them. It's not so much about impressing your partner or impressing men. It's for yourself or other women. 100%. Women dress for other women. <laughs> women don't dress for men. <laughs> I see that all the time. And again, that's kind of where we were talking about in the beginning, where it's like comparing yourselves to all these other women. It's like when that other girl that you're looking at was getting dressed, she was thinking about what maybe you were thinking about, you know? And so I think that it's important that if you see a girl, um, okay, so I would, I would do this all the time in the beginning. Like I used to be super insecure going out and I would notice gestures that women would do that I used to do when I was really insecure, like maybe tugging at their shirt 
or, you know, putting their jacket over them a little bit more. And I'm like, oh my God, she's so insecure right now because I used to do the same thing, right? Tug at my shirt and pull my pants up a little bit, put my jacket all over me. Um, and so when I see those things, I'm very cautious. When I see those things, I go up to her and I'm like, girl, you look so good, you know, and just trying to like boost her confidence and support her and be like, you made it out, girl. Like you did it. You're here. You look fabulous. You don't got to be here all night, but you look good while you're here, you know? And so just recognizing those things that maybe you do or you have done in the past when you weren't as confident and just going to show love to someone else that you see doing that is, is huge. Yeah. And I think that we've said that that kind of bigging up other women in whatever way, whether it's about making changes or if you love what they're wearing, whether you do or not, if they look insecure, you know, just kind of finding times to share a little bit of kindness. And, and give someone else a boost because uh, actually the podcast that came out today is kind of talking about this a little bit that you get a boost as well when you spread a little bit of kindness yeah I totally agree more kindness in the world will change the world you know and so I'm here to help women and support women in changing the world because when we can come together and recognize like we've said a hundred times that we're all dealing with the same thing we can all work through it together you know mm. Amazing. So I'm going to, in a minute, just dive into my, my set questions that I ask everyone. Um, but I just wanted to come back a little bit to relationships because we talked a little bit about how changes might kind of unsettle the relationship a little bit. And you said about having been in this long, long-term relationship that you came out of. And I think one of the things that women sometimes struggle with when they're in a relationship and they maybe have that feeling that it's not quite right and is the what if is there something more? Is this it kind of thing? But that maybe fear of leaving. So from your experience, from what you've learned, how do you know? Yeah. Oh, it's so hard. It's so hard, right? So I was in a four and a half year relationship. We had the house, the car, we had everything, right? Um, the pets. And there was just this gut instinct in me that was like, this doesn't connect or align the way that it used to. And it happened from me starting to work on myself, my mindset, my personal development, my fitness, all that stuff. And I saw that he just wasn't there, right? He didn't have the drive or the motivation that I had. And that doesn't make him wrong in any aspect. Everyone's journey is so different, right? Um, but I believe that you know, like in your heart and in your gut, when something isn't right, and when you get that feeling, it's not something to ignore. I ignored it for the longest time. And in the end, it just, it didn't end the way that it should have if I would have listened to my gut in the beginning, you know? And whenever people go through separations or through breakups, we need to remember that we are fighting our own battles and our own demons and we're working through our own stuff and your partner is too, you know? And so that doesn't make them wrong. It doesn't make them anything else but on their own journey. And sometimes paths just go different directions and that's okay. And it's so sad sometimes and it hurts like hell because like I said, choosing something to choosing to stay in something or feel a certain way that is familiar is a lot easier than getting out and choosing something that's uncomfortable to get you to, to where you want to be. And so I just, I am a huge advocate that if you are in a relationship that is not in alignment with where you, you are meant to be or the potential that you have, that it might be time to have a tough conversation and evaluate that and maybe separate not for not just for you but for that person too you know we have to respect that person and again where they're at on their path too and it's just better for both parties and to say it's easy it's not it's one of the hardest things in the world that you will ever do right to leave someone that you love or that you once loved just for the sole fact that you guys are on the same path right that's the hardest thing ever but it truly is the most freeing thing that you will ever do and heartbreaks end <laughs> i have a girlfriend who's actually going through a heartbreak uh breakup right now and she's like i feel like i'm never gonna get out of this like i'm never gonna get over it and i'm like girl you will i promise it's not gonna be next week and it's not gonna be next month and it might be in a year and a half it really might be but there will be a day where you wake up and you don't think about it and there will be a day where you hear a song and you can jam out to it without crying <laughs> you know there's so many things like just stick through it and the sun always rises, right? Everything passes. Everything comes in seasons. Everything passes. And so if any of the listeners are going through breakups or feel like maybe they're in something that's not right, just remember that like you are the only person who can make the change. No one's going to make the change for you. It's on you. And so if your life ends up where it's supposed to be, or if you feel really sticky about where your life ends up, 
ultimately at the end of the day, we got to look at ourselves in the mirror and say, I did this. And it's hard. It's really, really hard, but it's worth it for sure. <laughs> and I suppose if someone's listening to this and they're kind of thinking like, oh, I want to make changes, but I'm, a, I'm afraid of what that means and how everything could change and they're comfortable and it's just too scary to start. I guess if you hold on to that idea that you're moving towards, I guess, like the best version of yourself and, and who you're supposed to be. And actually, if those things fall away, then they're not the best for you and although it is difficult like you said it's ultimately going to get you to a better place right exactly whenever I first started you know my, my journey and my transformation and building my business and everything like that I was working a corporate job at the time and I was in this relationship and I was overweight and I was uncomfortable and I was I remember I was a lot of people have this, like, oh, I got in a car wreck or I did all, you know, this huge thing happened and then change your life. And for me, it wasn't that way. It's I was driving home from this corporate job that I had at the time. And I thought to myself, if this is my life in five years, if I'm on the same route home, if I'm in this same oversized movie, if I'm in the same relationship in five years, what will my life have been for? Right. And so if you can just sit down for a second and say, hey, if I'm in this exact spot in five years, will I be happy or will I be really upset at um, and if you'd be happy, cool, like props to you, like keep going, you're killing it. You know what I mean? But if you, you're not, then it's time to really make some tough changes. But I assure you, those changes are going to get you the freedom that you're looking for. Yeah. And that's the thing. Change, good change as well as bad change is still unsettling and scary and difficult, but so worth it to get to yeah, a better place. Yeah, exactly. So true. Awesome. Okay, so I'm going to dive in with my uh, my standard questions. So as you know, we're all kind of about mental well-being and joy and meaning in life and all of that kind of stuff. So my first question for you is what always boosts your mood? You know, what brings you joy? What brings me joy is good music, for sure. Good music, good food. We just talked about like music is so energetically like good or bad, you know? And so if I'm feeling down or I'm really in my head about something, I'll put on some good jams and like get it going. So that really boosts my mood and moving my body too, right? Obviously, but music is for sure one of the biggest things do you have like a go-to song um i actually do <laughs> right now so i go i go through kicks right where i like listen to a song like a hundred times and then i burn it out but right now i'm on an eminem kick <laughs> so ah. crazy. i know right i'll probably be on another one in a few weeks but right now it's eminem for me awesome. <laughs> awesome did you see his oscar performance yeah that's why <laughs> and yeah and people were like oh, some of the reactions are great like what <laughs> i know I'm like, this song has been out for like 20 years, but I'm, I can still vibe yeah. to it. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Uh, so uh, my next one is what makes life meaningful for you? Yeah, what makes life meaningful for me is truly knowing that I'm living in my purpose and that I get to wake up every single day and impact the lives of so many women. Um, and that's really, really what I believe life is about. Awesome. And actually, I have a follow-on question from that because a couple of episodes ago from when this will come out, um, we had a conversation uh, with uh, our guest, Jess, about purpose and how, how sometimes we get really fixated on purpose. Um, and we were saying that even if you find your purpose and amazing that you have, do you still have days where you're like, oh, I just can't be bothered with work? Oh, girl, work is work. You know what I mean? For sure. There's days. And um, when it comes to having your own business and really being in the business of like energy, right? Like you always, I can't, I can't have one of my clients on my phone and I'm like, oh my God, today is an awful day. You know what I mean? I have to always be like, on right and so there's days where you're just like I just want to lay in bed all day like I don't want to deal with anything I don't want to have my phone on me like I don't want to do anything right but again if you think long game right I always think long game like in this moment I might not want to do anything and let me just take an extra hour to get up right like let me give myself some grace let me just take a little bit of extra time today but I'm serving no one by staying asleep you know and so my life is made to serve and to help women and support women and so that's really what keeps me going every day but there are 100% days that come where I'm like I don't know if I can do this <laughs> yeah because I think sometimes people who feel stuck and don't feel they're living their purpose they have this rose tinted view of if I'm doing that then every day is going to be amazing right and actually like you said work is work <laughs> there's still going to be days no absolutely yeah I know I mean you're, you're right even if you're living in your purpose every day is great right but at the same time it's like sometimes you just want to sit and watch Netflix all day you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> 
True, true. Cool. So my next question, obviously we're big on mental wellness and that's sort of the focus of the podcast, although we kind of dip into lots and lots of different topics. So we talked about vulnerability, movement today and relationships and confidence and all kinds of stuff today. (laughs) So my question is, what does mental wellness mean to you and how do you look after your own mental well-being? Yeah, so I think mental wellness to me is truly just making sure that you are aware of the transitions and the shifts that are going on in your mind. And I don't think mental wellness means being happy and joyful all the time because that's just not realistic right but if you're going through something and you're like wait why what is this triggering inside me that I need to work on that might not be fully healed yet and just being aware of that and rather than reacting to that feeling but figuring out where it came from and then you know giving it a response um I think that's super important and the way that I work on that every single day is my morning routine is huge. Like there's never a day that I'll wake up and not have my morning routine. And it looks a little bit different every day. Like, you know, I'll make sure that I have my affirmations. I'll make sure I have a clear focus and intention for the day so that way I can stay as focused as possible. And then making sure that boundaries are set. Boundaries are huge when it comes to your mental well-being because if you just let everything in, you have no boundaries. And so it's really hard to say no sometimes, you know, Um, but saying no (laughs) more times than not helps me more than anything, you know? So I think that's huge. Mm. And I think with saying no, we worry about other people's reactions, but usually they respect it, don't they? If you're like, no, I can't, I can't do that. People respect you more when you respect your own boundaries. If you can't even respect your own boundaries out of the day, you know? Yeah, yeah, I think that's so important, that boundaries and, yeah. I mean, it's a whole other podcast, you know? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Um, So this one, this is the question that people tend to find the most tricky. So uh, we'll see how how you do. nervous no, I, I'm sure you'll be fine uh so we've already talked a bit about mindset throughout this and that's the other thing that we talk about a lot on the on the podcast so can you describe your mindset yeah okay so describe my mindset so I'm a very uh I'm a go-getter I don't really let I try not to let things get to me like if there's something that I have my mind set on I'm gonna make sure it gets done you know um and so I would say that my mindset is very optimistic and very positive because that's the way that I've just trained it to be. And it did not used to be that way. Right. You don't just, you're not just born this positive, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, I guess you actually are, but (laughs) you don't just wake up every day. Like just this positive person, you just have to train your mindset. And I think that I've really done a lot of work training my mindset into seeing the good in every single situation, no matter what the situation is. I don't think things happen to us. I truly believe things happen for us. And even in the worst situations, I try not to let it get me down or in my head. And again, if it's, if I start to, you know, question why things are happening, I like to figure out where that stems from and what, what's triggering inside of me to make me feel a certain way. Um, but I would say my mindset is really positive and really, you know, I always see the benefit of the doubt in everything. Awesome. I try and be positive and optimistic. And usually I'm okay, but I do have my days where I'm a bit. <laughs> we all do. We all do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just made me think of my dog then because he's usually happy and optimistic but he is grumpy as well oh, yeah. um and so maybe I'm like that as well. uh, so my next my next question obviously um we've given people lots of tips and suggestions of, of things that they can do already but I like to ask my guests to give the listeners between one and three strategies things they can put in place in their life that are going to have um, a massive impact a transformational uh, impact so what would be your one to three tips so the first one would be to set intentions for your day every morning when you get up set an intention for your day if your intention is to find joy in everything that you come across if it's to be thankful for even the smallest things if it's to make sure you get your workout in you know whatever your intentions are I strongly strongly believe that you control your day um and so setting intentions for the day is huge and then the second thing I have two so the second thing is to just move your body in whatever capacity that looks like for you if it's for 10 minutes if it's for 30 minutes if it's for an hour it doesn't matter what it is move your body no matter how badly you don't feel like it because let's be honest after a long day of work you got to go home and cook dinner all this stuff you don't you don't want to do anything right you want to sit on the couch pop open that bag of chips order the pizza and that's what you want to do 
But again, we're not going to get to where we want to be doing the easy things. We're going to get to where we want to be by doing the things that we don't always want to do. Um, and so set your intentions and get some movement in. And I think that's, that's super transformational. Awesome. Thank you so much for this. And then the, uh, the last one is if people have been listening and they want to find out more about what you do or they want to work with you, where can they find you? online if they want to connect with you yeah absolutely so i'm super active obviously over on instagram so it's ashton ferris fitness so i'm sure we can put the um the spelling in the show notes because yeah. it's a little bit different um or facebook ashton ferris or my website which is ashtonferrisfitness.net so either one of those is totally awesome and you can connect with me on any three of those awesome and then they can find out more about your was it feel good naked yeah, the Feel Good Naked Academy. Typically, you'll find most information on that um, on Instagram. So I'm always in my DMs. I'm always talking to people. I love when people reach out to me. So if you just want to hop over there, get some information, shoot me a DM. I'll get back to you as soon as I see it. Awesome. And yeah, we can absolutely put links in the show notes. Thank you so, so much, Ashton. It's been lovely chatting to you and talking about movement and confidence and I do kind of feel inspired to go and move but also tired because I moved this morning a lot. <laughs> so- fired but also tired my moving for the day no i'll probably have a little dance around the kitchen while i'm cooking yes do it dance parties all day i love it awesome thank you so so much i've had a great time chatting to you me too thank you so much thank you awesome so that's everything for this episode we hope you've enjoyed everything that's been talked about today And we would love to carry on this discussion. So please feel free to tweet us your views, your thoughts, any questions you have for future episodes. Um, And we're on all social media platforms. So feel free to follow us wherever you go for your social media fix. And uh, we will be back next week with more interesting topics and discussions. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please do share it with your family and friends or anyone that you think would benefit from it. And please rate and review wherever you've downloaded it from so it can reach more people. We hope you have an awesome week and we're looking forward to chatting to you again next week. Bye.